Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, the book of Luke, chapter number 9, for one verse this evening. We will be turning to other verses later on, Lord willing. The book of Luke, chapter number 9. I want to read verse number 58. And if you would stand in reverence to the reading of God's Word, then we'll have prayer after reading this verse. Luke, chapter 9, and verse number 58. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. From this verse tonight, I want us to preach on this evening and think on this thought, when Jesus gave thanks. Now in this verse, we're going to see that uh, it doesn't look like Jesus has a whole lot. Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests. But Jesus, he doesn't have anywhere to lay his head, and yet he's thankful. Oftentimes in the scripture, and I want us to research tonight the times that Jesus gave thanks. How can someone who seemingly has nothing give thanks? So tonight if you think, well, I don't have nothing. I've got a house, but it ain't paid for. Got a car, but it ain't paid for. Preacher Darren, technically I'm Ever how old I am and I don't have nothing, but I have Jesus. And that's all I need. Father, tonight we bow in your presence and we ask, Lord, that you would help us. Would you open the text to us tonight? Preach us, Lord, I pray tonight. Encourage hearts. Help us to see truth, I pray, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And for this I ask in Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Now, the Bible says in everything we are to give thanks. And we preached about that this morning. And we're supposed to be thankful. And we do have much to be thankful for. But we do live in an age when men no longer want to offer thanks unto the Lord. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 1, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, comma, unthankful. There's our word. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 and verse number 18 that there are men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. There are at least four times in the scripture when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was thankful. How can one who has seemingly nothing give thanks? Let's find out. Let's trace Jesus giving thanks back to Matthew chapter number 11. Matthew chapter 11, and we'll begin reading in the 25th verse of Matthew 11. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, there you go, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Number one, Jesus gave thanks for God's authored plan of salvation. Here's the gospel truth in a nutshell. The way to heaven is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not necessarily revealed to the powerful and the wise, but it's revealed to the poor and the lowly. Preacher Darren, what do you mean? Is this about classifications of life? No, it's about you and I becoming sinners, that we admit that we have absolutely nothing but sin in our lives. God's wisdom is revealed to the simple. His plan includes everyone that will humble themselves, everyone that will believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has chosen things that are despised by this present world, things that this world counts as absolutely nothing. And God has revealed his plan to the poor, the lowly, to the babes, if you will, tonight. The Bible says in Luke 18, 17, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. So we've got to come in childlike faith. It's amazing. You take a little child and say, Hey, get in the car. We're going to the grocery store. And if you stop along the way and say you stop at the, the post office, they'll say, wait a minute. I thought we were going to the grocery store. You see, they believed everything you told them. And you and I as a little child, we came to the Lord Jesus. We believed his death, burial, and resurrection. And when he tells us to do something, we should not be doubting or be disobedient. We should be as little childs coming to him, or little children coming to him in absolute faith. I want to read here out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Tonight, I'm glad I can say I thank God for God's authored plan of salvation. How simple is it? I don't have to do one thing but believe the gospel and repent of my sin. All I need to do is bow and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, but I believe that your son died on the cross, shed his blood for my sins, that they buried him. And on the first day of the week, he arose again, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. He got up bodily. And if I believe that, repenting of my sins, he'll forgive me and save me. And then I'm thankful for God's plan of salvation. It is not to the rich. It is not to the educated. Amen. It's to all who will come and call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus himself thanked God for God's way and God's plan of salvation. In John chapter 6, we see a second time that Jesus was thankful. In John chapter 6, I want to begin reading in the first verse. John chapter 6, verse number 1. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him, 
because when they saw his miracles, which he did on them, that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Now just imagine John chapter 6, they're out in the wilderness area. There's not a Walmart, not a grocery store nearby. There's no McDonald's, no Burger King where we can go have it our way. They've got little money. They've got, they're in the middle of nowheresville. What on earth are they going to do? And there are thousands and thousands of people that are gathered to hear Jesus preach and teach. And the disciples are saying, send them home. They're crying after us. Let them get some vittles at the house. And the Lord says, what are we going to do that we can buy bread that all of them have something to eat? Verse number six, verse number seven. Philip, one of his disciples, answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Evidently, Philip, to be in the analytical mind, he went over to Judas, who was the treasurer, says, hey, Judas, how much do we have? He says, we have, we have here about 200 penny worth. A penny would buy one day's wage, which is some bread. And so that penny would be able to buy bread. We could buy 200 loaves of bread, but 200 loaves of bread would not feed the 5,000 men and all their wives. Maybe there's 5,000 women, not to mention the children that are there. Maybe there's 10,000 children. You're talking 20,000 people. And Philip sees them and says, man, we're in trouble. We've got 200 penny worth, and it's just not enough. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks... What's he giving thanks for, preacher? He's giving thanks, number two, for God's abounding provisions. Well, wait a minute, preacher, Darren. They didn't have anything. Honey, they had a few loaves and a few fishes, and that's more than enough if you've got Jesus to supply your every need. And Jesus took those few loaves and those few fishes, and he gave thanks to the Father. And when he finished giving thanks, he distributed it to his disciples and the disciples went to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. And when they were filled, he saith unto his disciples, Go and gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets. The word in the Greek is the word kofinus, which means it's coffin-sized baskets. How many of them? Twelve coffin-sized baskets baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. So everybody didn't just eat a little. They ate till they got fat and sassy and were completely stuffed, bottle fed and burped, amen, and pushed back from the table and the Lord said, now go get the fragments. And the disciples said, I don't understand. 
there wasn't enough here to fill one basket full to start with. Well, okay, here we go. And when they finished, they had 12 baskets full left over. Aren't you glad, thank God, that Jesus, he praised God and he gave thanks to the Father for God's provisions. Has God provided for you? Has he fed you today? Amen. I was talking earlier in the service about how God fed that bird a little worm and that bird set it down and he started chirping, asking, saying his blessing over that meal that he had. And the blackbird came in and swooped and took it away. And the little bird kept on a chirping. And I thought, bless God, I'd have gone after that blackbird for stealing my worm. But that little bird kept chirping, thinking, boy, that's a good thing because that might have made me sick. So I think I'll thank God for it anyway. The blackbird's going to have a stomachache. I better pray for him too. Honey, you can thank God for God's abundant provisions. I pretty much learn nowadays when I go to a restaurant and say I order something and they come back and they bring it to me wrong. I look, I've learned, my wife will tell you this. She says, we need to send it back. It's not what you ordered. We're paying good money. And I said, honey, just wait a minute. I think I figured out that just maybe God went over and above what I asked and said, that would make you sick. I've got something better for you. It may not be what you want, but it's what I want you to have. And if it's what he wants me to have, I'll be thankful for it. Amen. And we just praise him anyhow, anyway. Hey, can you thank God for the clothes on your back? I guarantee you in your closet this morning and you picked out a dress or you picked out a pair of breeches and a, and a shirt and, and maybe a tie if you was going to wear one and you probably got in there and put it on and you probably had to select out of a bunch of stuff to find that which would match correctly so that we could color coordinate when we come to church and not look like a buffoon. You see, God blessed you so much, you've got choice after choice after choice. And I guarantee you, at the Thanksgiving season, you didn't even say, thank God for a closet full of clothes. And then you went over there to your old shifro and you pulled it open and you had underwear, amen, and you had socks and you looked down your closet, you had all kind of pair of shoes and you had to pick out the black pair or the brown pair or the, or the boots and you're trying to figure out what, hey, God's been good. And then you went outside and you had to look, which one of the cars are we going to take today? You didn't just have one, you had two. You had three sitting there. And you had to look, which one's got gas in it, amen. And I guarantee you dares didn't say, Lord, thank you for a car that runs. Thank you that it started this morning. God, thank you for gas in my car. No, you complain about gas, amen, because of the price of it. But let me tell you something, honey. God's never been broke. $5 a gallon, don't bother God. $3 a gallon, don't bother God. He provides, he don't need a discount. He don't need a sale, amen. Honey, just quit complaining. Quit worrying about it and say, I wonder how God's going to get me through again. I can't wait to see and find out. Amen. amen. Honey, if you've got just a handful of meal, that'll be plenty for today. Amen. Well, i got to get off this thought, but do you get my drift? I mean, you have health. Uh, you have vehicles that drive a roof over your head. This morning when you stepped outside and it was 25 wonderful degrees and the windshield was six degrees, what well, was six degrees colder and about 19 and you had a great big coat to wrap up in, did you say thank God or did you complain? Ooh, that wind's bitter. Ooh, ooh, I'm about to freeze to death. Ooh, I wish we could hurry. Oh, we're not praising God. We're not thankful to God. We're the biggest whiners and the biggest complainers that's ever been on the side of God's green earth and he's got our closet full and and our yard's full, and our house is full, and we, hey, glory to God, we ought to get full of thanks with God. 
Well, preacher, you just calm down. I get your drift, amen. Jesus was thankful for every meal that God the Father provided. When he saw out of that crowd, a fight, he knew who was there that was prepared, a little boy with just a few loaves. Listen, they're sardines. I hate sardines. They stink as far as I'm concerned, but that day I'd have been glad for them. And he had just a few like Ritz cracker type wafers and the Lord multiplied it to feed a multitude. What a miracle how God feeds you every day. I saw the other day I went down there going my way to the store and I seen a man standing at the end of the street down there by the stop sign and said I'm a veteran. I don't know if he's lying or telling the truth. And, and then he said uh, uh, my wife is sick and I've got kids at home and, and will you help me with money? And, and I've got a, I know somebody went out there and posed and gave received about 400 and something dollars one day that was posing like a hobo at the end of the street. Honey, let me just say this. Somebody said, well, Walmart's hired. No, I don't want to go do that. I'm just going to stand right here. Let me say this. I have never seen a sparrow or a robin with a chain around his neck that says, I will chirp for food. Amen. Honey, God takes care of them every day. And God takes care of us as well. Amen. i got to move on. While we're in John, go to chapter 11. There's a man by the name of Lazarus who Jesus loved, both Lazarus and his sisters Martha and Mary. And the word comes to Jesus that uh, Lazarus is sick and they've sent for Jesus to come and visit. But the Lord, he delays his coming. He, he tarries for four days and finally he says, we're, we're going to go. Lazarus is, he's sleeping. Well, Lord, if he's sleeping, he's doing good. No, he's dead, but, but it's just, uh, we're going to raise him back up again. You'll see when I get there. When he gets there, out comes Martha. She comes out to him and she said, oh Lord, and basically, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But I know that if you'll ask God the Father, he'll give it to you right now. And Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Oh, Jesus, I know my brother's going to rise again in the last day. Jesus said, I am, that's present tense, I, not out yonder somewhere, I am the resurrection and the life. Verse 25, he that believeth in me, Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Oh, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. He says, where's your sister Mary? And Mary's back in there in the house weeping. She, Martha comes in. She says, Mary, the master's come and he's calling for you. Mary runs out just like Martha did. And Mary falls down at his feet and Mary says to him in verse 32, the same words Martha said, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. The Bible says when Jesus saw her weeping, uh, he began to groan in his spirit. He's very troubled. He says, where have you laid him? He began to weep. And they said, behold, how he loves him. And he walks back there to where the, 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 the grave is, the tomb is. And Jesus points and he says, take ye away the stone." May I just point out to, to say that Jesus demands some effort on our part. He could have pointed at that stone and rolled it away himself. He could have in a word said, stone, move out of my way. And hey, hey, listen, but he said, you take away the stone. You take away the hindering cause. Effort, you need to write that down. Effort is demanded in my life. 
God's expecting me to do something. God expects me to move the hindering causes in my life. Me laying out all the time, won't read, won't study, won't do anything. But you say, you're, you, oh, I'm telling you, I'm just worried to death about this modern day generation that won't do one way or another. And Jesus says, take you away the stone. And Martha went, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead. Four days. I mean, you wasn't here when he died and, and now he's decayed, he's putrid, he's soured, he's rotten, he's corrupted, Lord. He's stinking, Lord. She's also pointing out another fact that there was a time that Mary, she's going to come in with that ointment, that perfume that she's been saving, very expensive, that's saved to anoint bodies of loved ones. When their brother Lazarus died, she did not, Mary did not anoint his body with that perfume she was saving it for Jesus and she bowed at Jesus' feet and she poured that all over his feet and everybody thought what a waste I mean Lord by this time he stinks Mary's saving that perfume I don't know why my sister is such a Grinch I don't know why she's so stingy with everything you know how you are when families gather and how we think oh don't act religious on me how you think about one another. <clears throat> Lord, he's been dead four days. By this time he's stinking because she didn't know him. That's what she's, and the Bible says, Jesus said unto her, verse 40, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God. So effort is demanded. Unbelief is confessed. Y'all write that down. Unbelief is confessed. Jesus allowed this to confront her faith, to confront her unbelief. I'm telling you, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I'm in need of something right now that I'm praying, seeking God's face for, and he's got all the provisions, and Lord, I, I just don't know what to do. And I, listen, I have a sincere need, and I'm trying to just seek God's face about this need in my life. And really, when I preach this message, I need to preach this message to myself. I need to, there's effort demanded in my life, and I'm trying to give the effort. And he says, I want you to confess your unbelief in God. I've got plenty of it. And he said, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. You know what he's demanding? He's demanding faith. He's demanding faith. Will you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Then, I could just see him as he points back at that stone. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Are you with me? Look at verse 41. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. You know what Jesus is thankful, number three? He's thankful that God answers prayers. When we can't, He can. When we're not able, He's well able. When we won't, He will. Amen. And He says, take away the hindering calls. Confess your unbelief. Efforts demanded here. Faith is looked for. It's time to exercise faith. And he begins to pray, Father, I'm thanking you that you've heard me. Verse 42, I can't even see, I'm crying. Watch this, verse 42. And I know that thou hearest me always. Do you know that every time you pray, God hears you always. 
I wonder if you got up this morning and you, and you thank God for salvation's plan. I wonder if you thank God for his provisions and his supply in your life. I wonder if you thank God I'm going to go down there to church. I've been praying. I'm going to see what God's answer is going to be. Amen. Lord, Father, I thank that you, I, I know that you hear me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Now I do believe that he called him by name because he knew him. I do believe he called him by name if he had just said, come forth, the whole graveyard would have got up. Come, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound, 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 hand and foot with the grave clothes. His face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. Notice with me, he didn't have a body that would walk right through those grave clothes like Jesus did when he was resurrected. Lazarus was not resurrected, he's just raised to life. Amen. And he said, Loose him. And let him go. Thank God for answered prayers. Do you remember that time that you was praying for so and so? And you seen him walk down the altar and call on the Lord Jesus Christ and get saved? My mom and daddy had prayed for me. Grandma and grandpa had prayed for me. Made my way to an old-fashioned altar one night. God saved me in the middle of the aisleway there. When I got home, I called my grandma 60 miles away. I said, Grandma, I got something to tell you. I said, guess what happened to me tonight? She said, you got saved. There was no Facebook. Nancy would have beat me home. There, there, there was no texting. There, there, not back in them days, amen. I mean, dinosaurs were still on the earth at that point in time. And, and I said, Grandma, yes, that's right. How did you know I got saved tonight? She said, because I've been praying for you. I said, but how did you know tonight? She said, me and the Lord's had church and he's answered my prayer and I've been waiting on this phone call. And when I heard your voice, I knew that God <laughs> had answered my prayers. I'm glad tonight I want to say thank God that Jesus and God the Father still hears and he still answers our prayers. Jeremiah said, call unto me and I'll answer thee and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. And guess what, youngins, one of these days, if time keeps on a ticking, every one of us is going to die. They're going to put our body in the graveyard somewhere. But there's coming a day when the trumpet's going to sound and Jesus is going to step out and say, Arise, my love, <laughs> and up from the grave. The saints of God will arise and those which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord together in the air. Thank God for answered prayers and thank God for his authored plan of salvation. Amen. Well, I've got to move on. Got one more, right? Matthew, if you're keeping score, we said there was four. We're on three. Number four, Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. I want to read in verse number 26. Jesus is there in the upper room with his disciples where he's washed all of their feet. One of them that has betrayed, is going to betray him has left after the feet have been washed. He's gone. The Bible says in verse 26, and as they were eating, 
Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to all of them saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus gave thanks, fourthly, for God's almighty purpose. Just imagine, I could read more on 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26 to see that he also gave, if you, if you want to be technical, so well, I don't think he gave thanks for the bread. Well, you can read our 1 Corinthians and you'll see that he did. I promise you, Jesus was thankful for that bread and Jesus is thankful for that cup, that fruit of the vine. And his thankfulness is going further than just our prayer before a meal or our prayer before a snack. You see, uh, they had already eaten. And the Bible says, look with me, in verse 26 again, and as they were eating. So that pre-meal prayer has already been made, right? This is as they were eating, so it's a little bit more symbolic. We know that bread is symbolic of his body that's going to soon endure excruciating pain and suffering. He's going to be beaten, shamed, humiliated, scourged. He's going to have his body nailed to a tree. He's going to be spit upon, struck through the face, beaten, bloodied, bludgeoned. I mean, it's going to be awful. His body is, not a bone's going to be broken, but his body's going to be cut open. And you know what? Jesus was thankful. He gave thanks for the body God the Father gave him that was about to be bludgeoned and put to death. Jesus gave thanks in the middle of suffering and sorrow. What about that? I think about the cup which represents the blood of Jesus that's going to be shed on that cross of Calvary that's going to cover our sin. His blood, with some songs will say, just one drop of blood. Listen, I know what one I know what it means. His blood is powerful. But honey, he didn't just prick his finger. He shed his life's blood that you and I might be saved. And that they ran that spear in his side. The Bible said, forthwith came forth blood and waters. Physicians will tell you within 30 to 45 minutes of death, the, the, the blood and the water inside your body will begin to separate. Jesus was already dead. Out came blood and water separated. He was already dead. You see, the crucifixion wasn't enough to kill him, but Jesus stopped his own life. Well, preacher Darren, I've seen people, they may take a gun. They may take too much dope. They, 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 they may electrocute somebody. Preacher Darren, there's ways. Jesus did not kill himself. Jesus had the power to lay down his life, and he had the power to take it back up again. And he truthfully laid down his life. He shed his blood, and for that, he was thankful. He was thankful. The Bible says without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission for sin Jesus seeing all that was ahead of him. This has not yet taken place, but he gave thanks. You know what else I think he saw? I think he saw you. Every one of you is an answer prayer. Every one of you, he died for your sins. And he arose for your justification. That you might have victory. That you might not hear sit in defeat that you would have something to be thankful for for all of eternity. 
that you couldn't just sit here on your hands and say, well, I don't have anything to be thankful for. I just don't have anything in mind. I don't have my house. I don't, honey, I'm telling you, God's been good. Oh, he's been so good to us. I want to read one more verse of scripture and I'll be done. In the book of Ephesians, chapter number five, if you'd be so kind to turn there in your Bible, if you'd mark it, if, you've ne- if you believe in marking in your Bible, some people don't, but I do. I like to mark Ephesians chapter five and verse number 20. I want you to see this and I'll be done. We'll give an illustration, I'm done. Ephesians five, verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to be giving thanks for all things. He said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Are you thankful for everything? Oh, preacher, you pointed out some things tonight. I've not been thankful that that I don't have pain today. I've not been thankful that I have a closet full of clothes. I've not been thankful about the cars in my drive. I've not been thankful about my job. I've not been thankful for my family the way I should have. I've not been thankful for my health. Oh, yes, Lord, I've thought about my salvation and that. I'm thankful, but I could never be thankful enough. Oh, my. There was a grandmother. She took her grandson down to the ocean for the very first time. She was watching him play as she stood about knee-deep in the water, and he was a little deeper, and a massive wave hit him bowled him over and began to suck him back out to sea. The mother, the grandmother was panic-stricken. She dropped to her knees in that ocean water. She began to cry out to God and she said, God, there's nothing I can do to bring him back. Please be, bring back my beloved grandson. While she was praying, another massive wave hit him and began to draw him and deposit him back towards her and deposit him right at her feet. He's soaking wet, choking a little bit, a little scared, perfectly fine. She picks him up and hugs him and and she says, but God, he had a brand new hat on and I want it back. Are we ever like that, grandmother? Lord, I'm thankful, but. Lord, I sure am thankful to get through, but. It cost me such and such, and I lost such and such going through it, and and now I'm upset. Honey, you ought to be thankful it's gone. You ought to be thankful for what he's taken out of your life, amen? And you ought to be thankful for what he's put in your life. In everything, give thanks, amen? You stand to your feet tonight. There might be somebody, Brother Seth, if you'd come play. I know you come to the altars good this morning. There may be somebody you need to come tonight to say, you know what, preacher, you hit some things that, man, I ought to go thank him for. He's been so good to me. I want to give him thanks. I want to give him thanks for my trouble. I want to give him thanks for my difficulty. I want to give him thanks for my hardship. I want to give him thanks for my Savior and my salvation. I want to give him thanks for the forgiveness of my sins. I want to give him thanks for the walk that he's granted me. I want to give him thanks for mom and dad. I want to give him thanks that I've got an old-fashioned church I can still come to that still believes in singing and praising God and preaching. I still, I want to thank God for answered prayers. And Lord, I want to thank you. I want to say this tonight to you, Lord. I've got some that are not answered yet, but I want to give you thanks because you've heard me. And you know what we need. 
And Father, if you withhold it, it'll be okay. And if you send it, it'll be okay. Whatever you want, Lord. Father, as we're bowing in your presence, Lord, our analytical minds is filled with doubts and we confess our unbelief. But tonight, God, as we bow and we see where Jesus was thankful, Father, just maybe our prayers are being hindered because we've not been thankful as we should. Lord, you told us to rejoice always. You told us to pray without ceasing. And then you told us to be thankful. All those things go together. And Lord, if we don't, we're going to quench your spirit. So God, tonight, we see your order. We see your design. And God, we bow on our knees and say, Oh God, would you forgive us of our sinfulness, of our omission? God, would you forgive us tonight, God? Lord, we're so thankful for the forgiveness of our sins. And we're so thankful that you hear us and you answer in accordance to your will. And tonight, God, I want to thank you for the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the suffering, the shame that he had to endure that we might be saved. Lord, as we see then a man by the name of Jesus who seemingly had nothing, the foxes had holes and the birds of the air had nests, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. He didn't have a mattress. He didn't have a pillow. He didn't have a bedroom. He didn't have any covers to pull up over him when he was cold. Father, but he had you. <laughs> and God, that's all he needed. God, would you help us, Lord? Thank you for all the stuff you've given us. But God, we just need you. Lord, would you then help us, I pray. If we'd just have more of you, we'd have all we need. Lord, that's what we desire, more of Jesus. We give you thanks tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.